everybody. My name is Brett Wilson, and I am with Jacob Reese, as always, for yes. our podcast. We're actually in a location at the same time yes. instead of on the internet, so we should not have any... Uh, the quality on this problems. should not drop. So I forgot to mention this the first time. Uh, this is our podcast for March 19th, 2017. We're staying on schedule this time, unlike the last few weeks. Uh, but we don't necessarily have the longest podcast today, because the tech world is still a little bit slow right now. But... Um, there are still some stuff that's gone on the last two weeks. First off is uh, Pandora launched its premium service on Monday of last week, so a week ago, and that's pretty amazing. And there's also some rumored new iPads that are going to come out this, this week or incremental updates. Um, and then there's also some Nintendo Switch stuff that, that we're going to talk be, about. That should be a lot of fun. And always some Windows stuff. Oddly enough, there's only one Apple topic, which is strange. Yes, especially, always, especially for this podcast. There's always like six Apple topics, so. All right. We're going to start right off with Pandora Premium. I'm going to get Jacob's take on this first. Well, I know Brett has it. I wasn't going to say that yet, but okay. How do you how do you like it? Well, I've been a Pandora user for quite a while, after Jacob converted me a while ago. Um, and I was one of the first to get an invite on Mon on Wednesday when they opened it up to invitations for the public. And one of my biggest problems, if you go to my blog, which is pretty crazy, but if you go to if you go there, I, I wrote something about it last week. But pretty much my problem was I would listen to something on Pandora and like it there, but then I'd have to go into another app and add it to my library. So my Apple Music library was always behind what I was listening to on Pandora. So this kind of solves it because when you thumb it up, it puts it in your thumbs up playlist, or you can add it to another playlist. Um, so it's it really is helpful. So it's it's essentially what they've done what it looks like and sounds like for me is it it has sorry i'm opening my water bottle <laughs> <laughs> um they, they've basically taken uh the, the pandora radio and built uh built kind of a spotify archive around it right where you can build playlists and have songs, it's, right? It's exactly like every other streaming music service, except it offers the benefit of having Pandora's radio service built in. And Pandora, Pan, nobody, and, nobody beats Pandora's radio. And function. it's not necessarily just the radio function. Pandora's radio function works off of what's called the Music Genome Project, which is how they can um, detect and uh, uh, analyze all the different sounds and styles in music, besides just putting it genre based, and like one of my favorite features of I, is I can add a few songs to a playlist. I hate making playlists, but I can add a few songs to one and then click the Add Similar Songs button. And it will add three or four songs that sound and are like the songs I added. So um, it makes it easier to create playlists. So that's what makes it really awesome for me is because it works. And then another thing is since I'm on Android, Apple Music's app on Android is horrendous. It's terrible. They haven't released an update, I don't think, since they launched it. So actually having the app supported and you know updated and maintained is good. The Apple Music app was terrible on my phone, at least in my opinion. So Jacob, do you still use the Pandora? Or do you still the Pandora? Do you still use Pandora? I use Pandora on my computer typically if I'm like having a work day or something or um I will I'll use it if like cuz I have a few Spotify playlists um that I enjoy to listen to. Um but if I don't feel like having to pick out the song every time, or if I'm just not feeling the songs, 
I will use Pandora, and I love Pandora. I continue to use it, and I still have my simple basic account that is free. And ad-supported. <laughs> Actually, you know, I'll probably jinx it, though, but I don't get as many ads as I think I get. Like... I can go sometimes five or six songs without getting an ad. It's like the it's like That's listening nice. to a radio station. Well, I w- I upgraded to the premium or the, it, when I upgraded it was Pandora One, but they've since they've done other rebranding and everything, it's Pandora Plus now. Um, and I upgraded to that to premium. I think in early twenty sixteen. I think so. Um, it kind of. I've not heard ads on Pandora in a long time, and so it would be weird for me to hear ads again on Pandora. But one thing to say, though, is premium right now is a mobile-only experience. So they're working on bringing it to the desktop, but the public no-invite launch isn't until the next few weeks. I think I heard early April. Uh. So, um, you know, this is still kind of the early, like, you have you still have to get sent an email by this Pandora support. like adopters edition. This is early adopters edition, yes. Um, so, but I mean, the app is incredible. It's, it's, it's better than Spotify's app. I think it's definitely better than Apple music's Android app. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. The app is so because, you know, Pandora bought RDO, right? Last year. I forget what RDO. RDO is one of the pioneers of the music streaming industry. Uh. They're one of those, um, music streaming services that actually got bought out and then Pandora shut them down. And is using the ashes of their service to launch their or premium. So ashes. It looks a lot like RDO from what I understand. I was never an RDO user though, so you know. So if you're interested, you can go to Pandora.com slash premium and put in your information or your email address and they'll send you an invite. But also you can go to my blog at thebrettwilson.com. I know it's strange, but uh, they Brettwilson.com was not available, so I had to put the the in front of it. So because um, you're the Brett Wilson. I am. Because I'm the Brett Wilson because I, my name's only spelled with one T. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> I, wow. I'm at a loss for a segue this week. Um, we're just going to go into iPads. Um, the iPad line has... Rumor has it. ...been neglected. Oh, my gosh. Not really. Um, but it hasn't been updated it in hasn't a few really years. Been... Uh, you know, a year and a half. The it last... Has... It well, has not been neglected as much as it has been non-hyped. The the last iPad announcement was the 9.7-inch Pro, which I have, um, last April. So that was the last iPad announcement. Then the 12.9-inch iPad Pro was released in October which of 2015. Which the only, the only real improvements on those are screen real estate, and with that, you get battery life. Well, no, not necessarily the... Um, I mean, yes. Do they have the new... But dual core computing things in the no chips? not not well between the twelve point nine and the nine point seven inch right now is the, the difference A9? is the, the A9 difference the is that um, the twelve point nine inch Pro has more RAM and um, the nine point seven inch Pro has the True Tone display, which changes the color temperature of the display based on what lighting you're in. Uh-huh. So it'll change your color temperature and it looks really great. So hopefully they'll bring that over to the twelve point nine inch whenever they refresh it. But traditionally, they've been um, uh, they've released iPads and stuff along with Apple Watches in April or in the spring. So we've been kind of expecting an Apple event, but there's been no word on it. So the guess is that they're either going to do incremental updates and release them silently, or we're not going to see an event until April. 
So it's not quite sure what's going to happen there, but all eyes will be on the Mac on uh, Apple's website in the next few days to see what's going to happen. Yeah. So um, I just know that I have not purchased an iPad since the oh the iPad third generation iPad mm-hmm. three with Retina. Doesn't that bring yeah. back memories? <laughs> well, wait. I think that was the new iPad, wasn't it? No, That's what the, they dubbed the new the, iPad. The new iPad was the fourth <laughs> generation iPad. Talk about confusing names. You've got iPad, iPad second gen, second generation, iPad third generation, the new iPad, yeah, iPad oh Air, gosh. iPad Air two, iPad Pro, iPad Mini. <laughs> oh it's like there's now what there's like thirty million different <laughs> models of iPad. So. Um, and, of course, we won't see a new iPhone until later on this year, more than likely, um, along with the Pixel line, which we've heard is going to be updated. But, um, So I do think I'm going back to an iPhone, though. You do? In October, uh, unless well, whenever I buy out my contract. The uh, iPhone Anniversary Edition or... Uh, it's said to cost over $1,000. I don't think that's actually a real thing. Um, I mean, it's Apple, so who knows? Uh, I mean, that price jump in the MacBook Pros kind of went up. Um, just, oh my goodness. It is. That's, I mean, I'm not going to pay $2,700 for a baseline 15-inch computer. Like, really? I mean, I guess I would if I had it, but a lot of people don't have $2,900 to spend on a computer. Um, So, that's why those of us that don't go with the last generation, which is as good, if not better, because it has ports. So, um... Jacob was, for some reason, looking at iPhone uh, 7 specs. The A10. Sorry. That's what the latest chip is. Um, yeah, that's, that's the one with the... Uh, it's got, like... It's essentially a dual-core a dual core processor. It has two separate cores for two separate things. The the pros... The iPad pros have the A9X, I think. Okay. I think. Okay. I just so, couldn't remember. Um, okay. Um, but it's... The, the new... The iPads will hopefully come with incremental... Well, not necessarily incremental, but processor... RAM and storage upgrades. Ah, oh, you know, it'd be cool. I think the 32 gigabyte storage option is starting to go out. We don't really need that. We need we need to go 64, 128, and 256 now. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd be really cool. Is if they brought back the iPad Mini. <laughs> the iPad Mini. The iPad Mini. <laughs> what oh, a my fun gosh. joke. <laughs> it's a, hold on, hold on. Was it? Was, how big was the screen? 7.7. 7.9. 7.9. I'm not sure. 7.9 inch iPad. That was so much fun. Just imagine that. So. Ooh, that's a nice. I'm sorry, I'm opening my water just bottle leave, again. Just leave it open and set it on the desk. Um, but uh, speaking of iPad Minis, uh, something that's close to an iPad Mini. Nintendo Switch. Yes, essentially it is an iPad <laughs> Mini. It just has games. Um, the the Switch has really taken off, which it, is which is, is surprising because the Wii U is such a terrible sale. In terms of you know sales numbers. I mean, oh my um, gosh, they're out of stock everywhere. You can't get one. It was, you know, it's it's crazy because I think a lot of people like this concepts of of uh, that click. If you just heard it, was um, Jacob's th- computer. It was Nintendo's website. Yeah, but um, the Switch. I think a lot of people didn't realize they wanted it, but it's one. It's a convertible, and that's a really big deal because, you know, if I'm playing a game, I want to be able to take that game with me if I go on a vacation, right? I mean. And then they show they show these households with like three switches and that's like what six six hundred dollars nine hundred dollars yeah bucks. it's like nine hundred dollars on switches it's like no <laughs> but um 
you know, and I think Nintendo needs to come out with some better first party titles right now. Nintendo or Mario Kart Deluxe isn't even out until April 28th, right? Yeah. And the only thing that are one two switch, like one two switch and Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I played last night and oh my goodness, that is an amazing game. Breath of the Wild is supposed to be a really great game. It is amazing. It's absolutely um, amazing. Of um, course, wait, did you see that picture? Okay, if you go on Nintendo's website and you, when you when you scroll back up to the top, you'll see a scrolling image of a man with headphones on in the middle of the street playing the Switch. Um, my recommendation to you would be to not do not that. Not do that, yes. Um, <laughs> I just saw that, and that was just, it was bizarre. Jacob's trying to get back to it. But um, it was bizarre because it's like nobody would ever do that. But another thing the Switch needs to improve on is that um, that kickstand they've got. Oh my goodness. The kickstand okay. is supposed to be terrible. It is absolutely terrible. So if you imagine a phone, okay, imagine on the right side of the phone, on the back, almost as far right as you can go, a kickstand. They should have done like... A centered kickstand. They should have done a, one of the, like a, like a, like a surface stand. Ah, where the just whole back panel yeah. flops out. Yeah, yeah, I mean because a centered a centered stand would be unbalanced. It would be unsteady. Yeah, um, it would be even more unsteady than the one on the side. Whereas if they did a surface stand, it would be sturdy and it would be steady. So it's not getting back to that image, which is frustrating. Oh, but it was funny because the guy had headphones on and he was like in the street and he was. I mean, it was just ridiculous. But um, yeah, so Switch. I mean, it's two ninety nine, and I think once some more first party titles come out, as well as some third party titles, it'll be a solid sell. And I think they'll be able. I think it'll be probably one of their best selling consoles. But the big question is, I actually saw something online this week about you know Nintendo now has the Nintendo Switch and the three DS, both portable consoles. Which one would you buy? If you had to choose between the two, which one would you purchase? Probably the Switch. And that's going to be the thing. Is it's going to be? I mean, how much? How much is the? Um, wow, we just saw the image. That's funny. <laughs> how much is the 3DS? Can you look on the website there? Uh, let's see, Nintendo 3DS. Um, There's, I believe it's called the new 3DS. The, yeah, the new. Just like we were talking about the iPad, the new 3DS XL. It's two hundred dollars. So it's a hundred dollars less expensive. But it depends on how, but you could always get the 2DS for $79, which is really a great deal. But, um, I mean, how much, how many people are going to forfeit that $100 and get the get the 3DS instead of the, the Switch, depending on how much, you know, I mean, some people won't be able to afford that, but, you know, a lot of people will probably, depending on the first party titles that come out, will go for the Switch. Except for the fact that the Switch's games are so expensive, but um, yeah, but you know, it's just it's just the question of yeah. where that because the DS line has been incredibly successful. The oh DS has probably been a single-handed thing that kept that was Nintendo. Funny. That was up. nice. Which single-handed? Single-handed. Because DS. Okay. Okay. That's um, a bad pun. <laughs> but it was probably one of those things that kept Nintendo afloat. Was the th was the DS line? Because their Wii U did terribly. And um, I think that's going to be something. But my advice to you, if you're looking at buying the Switch, would be wait a little bit to make sure some good titles come out and then purchase one if you want one. I mean, you don't have to have one, but um, it would be it will, it will be a fun console. I think it'll be a lot like the Wii, if you remember that, when every pretty much every household had a Wii. Yep. 
It was, um, and I and still have my Wii, and they're amazing. I, I, they, I mean, I there were some great games for it, and I think the, I think the Switch might do what the Wii did, where everybody has, everybody has one. And you can just share games with everyone. Of course, Nintendo is going to try to push you, each family, to have like two or three. Yeah. Because it's portable. But I don't know how many people are actually going to buy three Switches for $900. Like, how much was the Wii? Do you remember? The Wii was like 200 bucks. I mean, so, I think it is a really, I think that's, that's going to be the, they were hoping the Wii U would replace the Wii. But I think the Switch is going to be the Wii replacement. Um, I still have mine at home, and I think it's a great console still. But time for a replacement. So, moving into time for a replacement. Oh my goodness. That was, uh, that was a good segue, Brett. Um, Windows is dropping support for rumored, modern processors. It's rumored. Okay, so for anybody... Um, this is actually kind of been nice. These last few podcasts, I've been able to talk about stuff that I... My technical side of things. Um, so, KB Lake, Cabby Lake... Um, I still don't know how you pronounce it. I'm just going to pronounce it KB Lake. Um, KB Lake processors and the AMD Rise 7. Ryzen 7. Rise 7. Rise 7, sorry. <laughs> the AMD Rise 7. Yes, the, so the Intel KB Lake processors and the AMD Ryzen 7. Um, also the Ryzen 5, which was announced. Um, but uh, the Windows is rumored to have been dropping support for Windows 7, 8, and 8.1. Which I think isn't actually a smart move. It's a smart Microsoft move. Because, <laughs> because they can't keep patching security updates to these old operating systems. Now, even though they are old, um, I, I, I kind of fell in love with Windows 8.1. Um, it, was not, it, was not, I mean, it was not the smoothest... It's uh, not as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah. I think a lot of people used it for like five seconds and then decided they didn't like it and then stopped using it. Yeah. Whereas those of us that actually used it ended up like, I mean, I know I, I was a, a Mac user for a while and I've been on and off for the last year. But in that time that I used the PC, I used 8.1 for the most part before I upgraded to 10. And for me, I think a lot like Jacob, I just didn't use the start menu. Like, I just didn't use the start screen. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's all I didn't do. Other I, than that, that's all they did weird. And now you have things like Windows keys, and it instantly brings up the start menu. It has your most recently used apps. I mean, you can find everything. You have your photos. and. One thing I loved about Windows 7, and I think you can still do it, or Windows 10, 8, as you can think you can still do it, is um, just that instant search feature. You yes. go back to the home button, and you just start searching. It'll bring up your apps, and that was really yeah. useful. Oh, my goodness. And I liked that. Because again, because it's Windows, like Spotlight Search on a Mac. Yeah, Windows 10 was, or Windows 8 was really nothing different for me than Windows 7. Um, of course, I was never a huge fan of Windows XP. Um, but I think that any operating system over Windows XP or Windows Vista is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I used Windows Vista for like four years at one point, And I never had any of the bug issues like some people did, but... It was a notoriously bad operating system, and Microsoft is actually dropping their uh, update support for that pretty soon. So Now, back to um, why they're doing this. Um, about half of all Windows current users are using Windows 7, which is My school nine is years old now. 
I think your school's using Windows 7 too. No, nope, my school's on 10. 10 it's yeah. great. Well, see, my school system just upgraded like three years ago to Windows 7, so <laughs> they were on XP before that. <laughs> oh, man. That's rough. Okay, but, I mean, Windows 7 is at least eight years old. At least. Yeah. I mean, 09 was, I think, its first public release, so eight years old. It mi- okay, it might be eight years I mean, old. Um, and that, that, I, again, I completely understand that because Microsoft can't continue to, they yeah. can't release security patches for that 30 years from now. Like, they've got to wean people off of that. Yeah, so what, I mean, in, and eventually it will naturally happen um, because, I mean, who uses XP anymore? There are still people that, I think it'll mainly happen when Windows drops support for 7. Okay, Windows 97. Who uses Windows 97? <laughs> Old people? Nope. I mean, a lot of those, a lot of them use Windows 7 now, though, but... True. Um, okay, but, um, yeah, like, Windows 7 is a seamless, perfect operating system. But so is Windows not perfect, 10. Not perfect. Not perfect. Okay. Nothing n- perfect. No operating system is ever perfect, but... This is why this is what I'm giving Microsoft props for. Um, my father told me the other day. He said, "Take something, okay? You take something, and you tell somebody, uh, you tell somebody what what processor, what the system is, what the hardware is, what the firmware is, and I want you to to design me an operating system for that." Now you take another somebody. And you say, I'm not going to give you any information on the hardware. not going to give you any information on how old it Microsoft. is. And Microsoft did that. Microsoft created an OS that will run on essentially anything you slap it on. Well, there are disadvantages to that as well. Um, like, A, a lot of times older PCs don't fare as well as older um, Max. Max, for example, yeah. Yeah, the PC life cycle is shortened, but props to Microsoft for doing what Apple can't do. Well, they can, they just don't want to because then people make a bunch of Hackintoshes. <laughs> but um, Windows Vista extended support ends on April 11th of this year. So April 11th, all you Vista users, got to get off that train. Yeah. Should have already been off of it a long time so, ago. So... <laughs> In? Windows 7 has supported an ending until 2020. Ah, end of mainstream support, though. No, that's end of extended support. Oh. Windows 7. Okay. So 2020. So, so y'all have until 2020. 2020, and then all the schools will start upgrading, and it'll be crazy. So, well, I know it was kind of a short podcast today, um, but we really are going to start bringing you those longer podcasts. We're going to have some pe- more people on the podcast in the next few weeks. I'm lining that up. And, um, again, if you have anything, I mean, send us an email. Our website's down right now. I've not rebuilt it yet. So if you go there, you'll have a one-in-one domain parked thing. I'm trying to, to work on that. But um, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in our next podcast. Thanks.